Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 Frank, where you at? Yo, 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 no bullets. No bullets. Yo, 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 With whip, zam, zoom, boom, shakalaka. I don't know. I'm not a sound effects person, but obviously the listeners now know that Frank is not on this episode. It's kind of like when you're not on an episode and like we try to do the yo's, it's, it's, that's the same, right? It's not the same without the trifecta, the but you know, yo, yo, yo! Hey! Pew, 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 pew! That was good! How about my. I did terrible gunshots on that other episode. I was like, ka cha taka! Choo choo choo! Hang! Yeah, it was like a choo choo train. Choo choo! I get a choo choo. Don't come to me for sound effects. Don't. Don't. But come to us for the Latinos Out Loud podcast. That's for sure. Come to us for some LOLs. Here we are. Hi, it's your friend, Rachel La Loca. And it's Jay Ferns. Ooh, ooh. What up, what up? Hey, Fernsy. How you doing? What's going down? Chillin', chill. Chillin', you know, here uh, doing the podcast. Frank, we miss you, but you're out there hustling, grinding, working on set. We see you. Yeah. He's when Frank there. is not in an episode, you know it's something serious or he just um, he's just missing for a couple of days and then he'll get back to you. He'll get back to you when he's ready. Oh, right. In this case, he's not missing. We kind of no, know where case, he is. It's, in this yeah. case, is the former, not the latter. In this case, right. we know where he is and he, he just couldn't make it. No But APB. sometimes it's like, where in the yeah. world is, uh, Fra- you know, Frankie San Diego? You know what I mean? Seriously, um, I've been close to like reaching out to his family. Like, hey, have you seen him? Tell me, have you seen Frank? Tell me, have you seen Frank? <laughs> and then he won't even tell you. Just a couple of days later, he'll just be like, "Yo, so you, yo, he'll send you like a a link to some to some crazy story, like a news some story, like yeah. Frank Spiracy type thing." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, but you okay? <laughs> Where you I been, was, yo? With what happened? Tell me." Well, um, but yeah, it's just you and I. All right. Marty yeah, it's just us chilling right now. Well, um, it, it, it is just us. But then we have a lot of guests this episode. We have some like right. good surprises for the LOLeros, right? So now it's just us without Frank. But the, our guest, uh, one of our guests today, uh, some of our guests today, you were the only one there interviewing them. It was just you. So it's like they were dropping like flies in some of these things. But you were able to have a really cool interview. Um, You want to tell the audience uh, who'd you talk to? Yes. Um, Okay. So this was a fun one, you guys. I had the pleasure of speaking with Aime Garcia, who plays Laura on on not a new show, but a second season of the show Woke on Hulu. Woke. Oh, Hulu. And yeah. I also spoke to Miguel Pinzon, who plays Tommy on the show. So I don't know if you guys oh. are woke about woke, but it's a Hulu original. Like I said, it's in season two. And Wake I up originally... and go see woke. <laughs> yeah, despierta. Mira, I may and I actually go back. 
I mean, I surprised her with a moment and we got a little emotional during the interview. And mind you, this was like a press junket. This is like, all right, Latinos out loud, you're up next. And it's like, all right. And I rolled up on the scene and it was a lot of fun. Um, and the Zoom room was a lot of fun with all the Latino media outlets. So shout out to everybody who was there. But then I actually showed Aime a picture of her and I together 10 years ago at the New York International Latino Film Festival, where I interviewed her on the red carpet. And oh, then wow. she was an aspiring actor. I believe she was in an independent film. And I'm just so proud to see her growth. I read something the other day on Instagram that really stuck with me, Jamie. So I'm going to share it. And okay. I'm not going to get it right verbatim, but it speaks to this sort of like sentiment that I'm explaining right now and that we should celebrate others wins as much as we celebrate our own, you know, because those wins will somehow affect our wins. Those wins are either going to inspire us or maybe we'll cross paths with those winners in the future. Like I did with Aime Garcia. I had no idea interviewing her and getting to know her goals and her experience in shooting that film back then uh, would lead to me talking to her about her reoccur. <laughs> She's a series regular on Woke. Awesome. On Hulu. It's so awesome. So we celebrate her and we celebrate Miguel. And this was a really great interview. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Hola. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hola, hola. It's so good to see you. Thanks for making time for the Latinos Out Loud podcast, where we move Latinos forward while making them laugh, and in your case, entertaining us. Thank you so much, and congratulations on Woke to both of y'all. I mean, we have such a short time, so let's, I'm, I want to make most of it. So I'm going to stop uh, being a yenta, as my dad says I am. And I would like to pass the mic to you all to tell me about your experiences, your characters, shooting, share any moments uh, for our Latinos Out Loud listeners, por favor. Well, it was just really fun. You know, well, when you come on, when you're the new kid at school, you don't know where to sit in the cafeteria and you don't know how the kids there are going to take you in. Are they going to beat you up? Are they going to be nice? Who knows? They were so nice. I mean, this cast, anyone who's watched New Girl, anyone who's watched Saturday Night Live, anyone who's watched Workaholics, they are comedic geniuses, improv connoisseurs, good luck, not peeing your pants in the middle of the scene because <laughs> you don't know what's going out of their mouth. Everyone starts, I mean, they are, they are amazing. So it was really fun and, um, I'll let Miguel talk and then I'll talk a little bit about the, my character and stuff. But Yeah, I was going to just shout out Amy it's, and watching Amy work was amazing. Because like also, again, when you you step in and you're, I think we may have had the first same first day on set shooting different scenes. Um, and yeah, you're sort of, you don't know how you're going to do and you are. I mean, she's who she is for a reason. She's a professional. And just seeing you jump in with Sashir and roll with the punches and roll with new jokes was amazing. Um, and also just in terms of like her character, she plays a boss. She plays a boss in tech. Yes. And to, and to be, you know, the child of a single mother who moved to this country to give me opportunities 
and to like have her story be a story of like a generational wealth and generational advancement was so cool because you, I, you know, I didn't grow up seeing those kinds of characters. Um, so that was really awesome and exciting. Well, right back at you. Miguel is hysterical. And you know how you hear like little cheese, you know what I mean? They're like, who's good. Who's that? And it's like, dude, he's so funny. I said, I know. So it was just nice to see like Latinos in this world. And, and like he was saying, just seeing representation from, from people who don't have shelter to a woman who can write checks for $250,000. Like how often do you see a Latina character who is a venture capitalist and a multi self-made millionaire who is holding her own in the venture capitalist, you know, elite club. I, I don't see that a lot. Well, I'm going to tell you something before we part, Amy, I want to throw it back right now. Cause I've been seeing your own hustle since 2010 at the carpet of the New York Latino film festival, where I interviewed you talk about hustle. People, Amy is not new at this. Okay, Miguel, let me just shout out my girl real quick because that's where I met you, okay? And the love that you gave me then is now reciprocated. I love watching your growth. I want to just shout you out for everything that you've been doing and working hard on because I've got another picture. Look at how happy I am for you then. I'm just as happy for you now. I've got a few more wrinkles than, you know, that was in 2010, but I just want to te mando flores. And to both of you, thank you for representing for us and helping to share our stories on the screens on on everything that you do so uh, if you could just drop a little bit of advice for the future amy's and the future miguel's that may be listening to this podcast please dale hey i well first of all you're gonna mess up my mascara here i'm um, sorry girl no, i love you I girl just, that, means, that means a lot you know i guess really it just to bounce off what you said is just perseverance i i know that sometimes it's so hard if 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 you just see this huge like set of obstacles in front of you whether it be money whether it be connections whether it be just sheer will sometimes you might just be like i can't anymore i can't take another rejection or i can't take another you know whatever it is but i promise you it's not about it's not about you know talent or luck or that it really is one thing perseverance i swear Amen. just if you want to do something whatever it is just don't give up because like it, it, it's so hard and it's easier said than done, but I guess I just want you all to know that you see our Instagrams and it seems like everything's so great and all stuff, but just know that we are constantly getting rejected. We are constantly getting knocked down personally, professionally, and, and it's hard for anybody, you know? So just know that whatever you see on social media, half of that stuff ain't even real. Everyone has their struggles hard for everyone. So just do not ever F-bomb give up. Exactly. Persevere. And I also think coupled with the deep seated knowledge that there is only one you, there is only one Amy, one Miguel, one Rachel, and that uniqueness is you have to hold on to. Don't try to, you know, you know, my my older sister was an actress. She tried, but, and they try to change her name because it sounded too Latina. And like, that was, unfortunately, you know, still sometimes happens for people. We sort of like try to strip away the the unique things that make you you. And I, for me, I think the moment of sort of realizing that those things I'm trying to take off myself are actually my gifts. 
um, sort of was a big click clicking moment in my life. And I think for anyone listening, remember that, like persevere and don't let you fall to the wayside, carry that into every experience. Cause I think that's, what's going to make you shine. Well, congrats. Woke season two premieres Friday, April 8th on Hulu. We are out on how big my mouth is again, looking at Amy back in 2010. Thank you y'all for your time. Enjoy the rest of these interviews and keep kicking ASS. Okay. I won't curse on my own podcast just for you guys. I won't curse today. Usually I do. Cause I'm Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, guys. Look exactly the same. FYI. Ah! Are you kidding? Thank you. It's the Zoom filter. It, I have the thing that it says make me look better, and I click that box. <laughs> but thank you. God bless you guys. Seriously, Miguel and Amy, thank you so much for representing us out there. Palante, palante, elefante. Thanks for your time. Gracias, Rachel. Besos, besos. Of course, Rachel going to do an interview and make people cry. <laughs> I mean, you get her alone and all of a sudden she's Barbara Walters, like getting tears out of people. Yo, I, I like Mitzi, our producer, just said a few moments ago, I love to connect with our guests. I love yes. building that connection. And so sometimes it's the connection with Latinos Out Loud, the brand and our guest, or sometimes it's a personal connection or you guys have a connection sometimes, or it's a passion of ours, whatever the heck it is. It's so fulfilling. I'm, I'm really glad. I didn't want her to cry. I, you know, right. she, <laughs> I didn't want to get I her mean, emotional. It's real emotion, real emotion. Yeah. And it's great, you know, seeing, you know, again, when we have do the interviews with these um, up and comer, up and coming like um, Latin, Latino, Latinx, you know, performers, you're like, oh, OK, so hopefully their career continues to, you know, to so proud. have them be in more stuff, you know, because we need as much. Yes. We need as much, you know, A-listers as, as we can get. You know what I'm saying? So Representation. You definitely, yeah, you definitely want them to, like, continue to just keep getting more stardom. You know what I'm saying? More roles and, um, and more tears Well, um, when you talk to them. Speaking of tears, I got a little teary-eyed when our next guest came back because I just brought back such great memories of how we started Latinos Out Loud and he was part of the original crew. We have another guest and we had the pleasure of reconnecting with a friend of ours who's doing his thing thing out on the West Coast, Andrew Santiago. Andrew right? Santiago from, wow, like how long ago was that first episode? Oh my God, we're going on cast. five years, I think. Yeah. Damn, so, and um, and he's and he's been up in LA doing his thing, but he's always got Brooklyn in his heart. Brooklyn. Um, yep. And he got yeah, we got him like we got him doing some artsy fartsy <laughs> stuff, right? For us, that's pretty cool. Where he's um, he went to an exhibit, right? Uh, uh, Frida. Uh, Frida. Kahlo the immersive exhibit. Frida Kahlo exhibit. An immersive. That means yeah. like you are, it, it almost feels like you're there <laughs> you're with Frida. It. Like she's, yeah. Um, and he has <laughs> some interesting stuff to say because, I mean, look, our, everybody's going to be, uh, have their own opinions, subjective. And, you know, Andrew, you know, he has a lot, he has a lot of thoughts about this. So I was really, it was really interesting um, listening to him talk about the exhibit and the different 
parts of it and how it made him feel and um, what he would like to see for future exhibits. So he really goes, he really goes like, you know, it's like if I, if I was talking about an art exhibit in a museum, I probably would sound a lot more dumb than Andrew sounds in this. Yo, word, me too. He was I'd very probably be eloquent. like, the colors were nice. Right. I saw Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, <laughs> green, blue, indigo, violet, and not much else. <laughs> um, I love what he said. He's very yeah. eloquent with his words. And he my, I didn't know he was such an art expert. Wow. So Yeah, we got we, to get him to more museums. Yes. Let's hear all about his experience at the Immersive Frida Kahlo exhibit in Los Angeles. All right, you guys. Are you ready for this? Jamie, are they ready? I am ready, yes. And what about the listeners? Are the LOLettos listening and ready? Have they revved up their podcast engines? I don't know. I don't what know. Do you think? I don't want to speak for anyone. Okay. But I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming they're ready, though. They have to be. I am so excited, and we're going to roll out the red carpet cross-country to one of the OG's original hosts of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Please welcome from Los Angeles, LOL's correspondent out there and friend to the room, Angel Santiago. I would like for that to have played. Yeah. Angel Go, 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 Sorry, go. Andrew, like, um, Frank usually does a lot of the sound effects. Oh, right. Where's Frank? Frank? I, yeah, He's working. I, he yeah. does a lot of the gunshots mm. and, and the, the fireworks and all that stuff. So. Frank's Here's twerking? Some... Is, you say he's twerking? He's fire. He's, twer- he's, twer- <laughs> Here's he's some twerking gunshots. somewhere. Boom, 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 boom. Cue, cue. Okay, that's great. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. I'm very proud of you. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be back in the LOL house, baby. Yo. But, okay, first of all, we miss you. Uh, it's so good to see you. I miss you. you guys, too. Yo, but, like, you and will, wife. Will the listeners be seeing me? <laughs> yes, actually. Is this gonna, I think is we're going to be, be doing some video. Yeah, why not? Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> we can add some filters. Don't worry, you know. They may be wondering why I'm sweating, why I'm in a closet. I'm not going to answer those questions. <laughs> Leave them guessing. You got to. Yeah. Well, those listening to us know Man of that mystery. Now you know where Andrew is. He's out there in L.A. killing it, leaving us in New York for bigger and better and greater things, but still connected to us. We still feel the connection. You're repping for us out there. Uh, Nothing better and bigger than Brooklyn, baby. Holla at your boy. Ah! Brooklyn. Yeah, man. Here's some gunshots. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. Kachaka, kachaka, kachaka. What was that last one? <laughs> we need Frank. In other words, I don't yeah, do sound yeah, effects. Yeah. Um, well, I do. <laughs> that was that was very Broadway. I love it. Kachaka, <laughs> like gunshot. Kachaka, bang, bang. She's doing jazz hands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, look. We've got something important to talk about, okay? Okay, let's Andrew, get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew was given a mission, okay? I love the cross-country mission. <laughs> and Bounce the mission to accept yes, That's the next part, right. And he cho- <laughs> I'm too giggly with Andrew here. I'm sorry. He's, he's a funny guy. All right, look. Uh, 
Andrew represented for the Latinos Out Loud podcast and went to the immersive Frida Kahlo exhibit. Uh, And you Mm -hmm. guys may remember we interviewed Vincente Fusco. And he, I believe, is one of the associate producers of the exhibit as well as the Van Gogh exhibit that preceded Mm. this Frida Kahlo exhibition. So Andrew accepted the mission and he's here Mm. tonight to tell us all about his experience at the Frida Kahlo Mm. immersive experience. How was it? Tell us. Cuéntanos. I I flew all the way across the country just (laughs) to see this show. (laughs) I was in New York City. I was in New York City and I was like, I got it. I, you know, I'm here. I'm visiting some some friends and family, but I got to go back because Frida Kahlo's waiting for me. Yeah. And I needed to accept this mission and go see this show. Um, and it did not disappoint. I got to tell you, it is visceral. It is thought provoking. It's mm. at times dark, at times hopeful. It's a it's a beautiful assemblance of some of her most famous uh, pieces in a medium that I've never seen them in. It was in in video. And so that's the style of this show. Um, they take all of her uh, sort of messages and art the way they sort of did with Van Gogh um, when, when Van Gogh was sort of uh, doing the main show, Van Gogh doing the main show, like he's alive and he's doing it. Um, it's alive in our hearts and in our ears. <laughs> that's Those right. of us that have both it's, of them. So they take these images and they sort of remix them into like an hour long video, play to music, plastered all over these walls in this sort of like, you know, um, uh, dark space. Um, and there's sort of a light show happening. The colors, the music, it all sort of amplifies um, the work. And so um, so that's what that's what it is. There are mirrors. There's a sitting experience where you could get these little cushions and sit on the floor and really be immersed. Mm. There are different Ooh, spaces. Okay. Um, you can take <laughs> photos, but you can't use flash, guys. Seriously. Turn your flash off. Um, And apparently you can take up as many benches as you want. Because I tried to sit down at this bench and this lady was like, no, I'm saving those seats. And I was like, oh, nobody's here. New York right there. There's Andrew from Brooklyn right there. I was like, where's the people you holding these benches for, lady? And uh, me and my girlfriend, we had to go sit somewhere else. And we was, I was, I missed a lot of the show because I was looking at this bench like somebody better show up or I'm going back over there. I can't wait, Andrew. I can't deal. Yo, come on. So... (laughs) So she just maybe um, wanted space. I don't know. Or maybe nah, she, was like, she was like, you better Van Gogh, all right? Because these better, are my benches. You better Van Gogh get out of here. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, you eventually you get us you get to sit and you get to watch and um you know for, I I hate to start the comparisons already, right? Because I saw the Van Gogh one and mm. um and it I think the Van Gogh Zart really makes it easy and transferable to the screen. It's bright, it's colorful, it's flowers. You're watching a kaleidoscope of colors and playfulness. Even though Van Gogh's life was like really tragic and, and difficult, his art was very bright. Um, and so it's easy to just plaster these images on the wall. Um, Frida's art is not as playful. <laughs> it's not as, uh, you know, like... Uh, yellow if you will um it's serious um you know some of it is very beautiful and moving but it's at times really dark it really shows her pain um in the in these images it really shows the difficult things she went through and i don't think it's for the beginner 
um, you know, uh, experience of Frida's work. You have to know a little bit about her going into this. You got to be excited about going to see her work, I think. Um, and I was. And uh, I think because there isn't as much sort of like context. No one's narrating what's going on. And, and I think in that way, it's amazing because it lets the audience sort of uh, come up with their own conclusions, be affected by the art in their own way, and come away with something that may not be as, you know, uh, filtered or focused by someone's outside perspective. Although, by the very nature of someone choosing these images and editing them together um, and setting them to music, there is sort of a, a perspective or narrative, if you will. Um, and, you know, that's up to the viewer to figure out what that is for for themselves. Um so yeah, there were there were some really dark images that I wasn't expecting, uh, and I'm glad I didn't see any children, because there's some there's some dark stuff. Frida had a hard time. She went through some 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 life, man. She lived. Mm. So so you, how did you feel then? Like kind of the Frida and the Van Gogh. Do they? You you're saying they kind of don't really match as far as the the type of art. So did you I, feel that that kind of was a mismatch in the sense of like maybe they should have separated these these two artists. Yeah, you know what? That's it's it's interesting that you say that because the building is dedicated at at current to Van Gogh, right? Like uh they've painted the entire outside of the building in Van Gogh colors and styles. They even have his name plastered on the side of the the building. And maybe this isn't the case at every uh, you know, cause this is a traveling exhibit and maybe it's yeah. not the case at every city that it goes to that there's a dedicated building for it. Um, but there's a lot of remnants left of Van Gogh. And I think they go back and forth between Frida's work and Van Gogh's work throughout the exhibit, which I think is a little confusing for people who like are maybe driving by and they're like, it says Frida, but I see Van Gogh outside. Um, there was still some of his art displayed, like in the, the sort of, um, like specifically, uh, where you where you go to buy snacks, there's a lot of s snacks that are themed in the Van Gogh style. And so he's he's ever present all the way up until you go into the into the viewing area and watch the video. Um, there's still a lot of Van Gogh around, and at the end they even gave us because we were VIPs, thanks to Ow. LOL. Ow. Um, <laughs> they even gave us art. <laughs> Um, that was Van Gogh. They gave us sunflowers, these sort of fake, but very beautiful sunflowers, which we saw my girlfriend and I when we went to the Van Gogh exhibit as well. So it almost is like, well, we got these extra Van Gogh pieces of art. Would you like them? And I'm not going to say no to free shit, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, of, it was a bit like, uh, man, I wish they had repainted the whole building for Frida, you yeah. know, changed all the snacks for Frida, you know, yeah. make sure every single thing reflected her because I think, you know, she deserves it. Um, um, but you know, it's a, it's a huge undertaking, I think, to do that. And so maybe it didn't make sense financially to, you know, destroy the building and rebuild it in her image. Um, but, uh, but all the way up until I was in the, the viewing room, I was like, is Van Gogh here or is Frida here? I wasn't sure. Um, luckily the, the video and the experience itself is immersive enough that you like really, you know, uh, you lose yourself in it and you forget everything else outside of the, the viewing room because it's so um, powerful, these images you're seeing. Um, and the gift shop had some, some you know, Frida swag as well, but there was also Van Gogh swag. So, like, I was trying to find where, like, the Frida swag was and I found her on, like, socks. 
And it's funny because a lot of her art was like communist in nature. Like it showed all these communist images and the struggle for, you know, uh, uh, you know, the power to the people image that like uh, communism is sort of, uh, um, or at least her art and her communist art sort of displays. And I was like, yo, she would be mad as hell if she saw her face on some socks being sold out of a merch shop. That begs the question, what would Frida do? And we have the author of that book on this show. Shout out to Ariana no Davis. Way. Okay. She was just a guest on She's this show. She's not here now. We had her in another oh, show. Oh, I thought she episode. was coming out yeah, like no, no, no. to surprise me. <laughs> no. She was going to be like, let me tell you something, all right? Oh, but you got to read her book, Andrew. What would Frida <laughs> okay. do? It's like a best seller out there. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Ariana Davis, mm-hmm. who's also running things, uh, editorial director of the Today Show. A Latina. Check out that That'd episode. Be funny, she, mm. be funny if she was here and was like, no, Frida was a big fan of socks, Andrew. Um, <laughs> as long as they're comfortable, I think she would have approved. Yes, right. as long as they're orthopedic socks. Yeah. I, I would love to yeah. ask you, because we spoke to Vincente Fusco a lot about the scoring mm-hmm. of the show. Mm. Um, yeah. So if could you tell us more about the music, what you saw, the alignment, mm-hmm. or you mentioned briefly the disalignment uh, perhaps yeah. with the music, but what was that layer like? Uh, if you can shed more light on that, I thought some of the music was was picked very well. Um, there were a lot of um, sweeping crescendos in some of the the music. I only heard like one or two like very specifically Mexican songs. Mm. Um, it was like "Canta um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was that. Um, and maybe maybe one other song I don't recall, but that was the one that really stood out. It it almost sounded like Vicente Fernandez was was singing, but I know it wasn't him because I was I was using my phone to Shazam all the songs, and I was oh. taking notes and I was taking photos. Yeah, yeah, I was doing Yo, all that you're stuff. You're good. Um, I was trying to be like a, a a photojournalist, you know what I mean? I got some good what? photos. I don't know. Maybe we could post them okay. somewhere. Hi, we need like Latinos Out Loud magazine. Like, this is <laughs> great. We have like editors on the ground. My God. Mm-hmm. I thought some of the music was really good. But um, and maybe 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 there wasn't a song that would have been uh, a good song to hear while watching like some of the really darker imagery. And I just felt like it. The, the I don't know, like there should have been something for like some of this imagery towards the end of the video was like of like a stillborn baby. There was mm. like lots of like blood and pain and there was there were these veins and red mm. bleeding images and like mm. really painful looking stuff. And I think um, I think maybe one of the songs either going into that or coming out of it were just too lighthearted for me. It felt like maybe like a piano thing was happening. It felt really jazzy. And I was like, maybe this. Maybe these things are, are, aren't aligned. But I think for a lot of it, the music went really well, was sweeping, crescendoing. You know, someone really was took the time to make sure a lot of the music matched. But some of the, the, the darker stuff threw me a little bit. And maybe there, mm-hmm. maybe there wasn't a song that I could have heard during that that would have felt appropriate because... At that point, just silence, you know? Maybe silence. I mean, maybe silence. Of, uh, maybe something like that. Of a stronger True. So I was like, those man. images. Yeah. Maybe the person who just had the music on was just like... Oh, maybe this Hans Zimmer uh, <laughs> score doesn't really match this part, but oh well. Let's yeah, keep it. Inception, like <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked. 
Um, okay. But you know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was kind of gonna say like, okay, like we're we're hearing your review of this. If, if what would you have? What would you like to see for a future Frida exhibit? You know, if if, if um, there was something that was particularly like, yeah, uh, missing that you would like to see maybe the next time they do something like this. I mean, I think there are brighter minds than mine working at making this thing work, and I think they did a phenomenal job. Um, I think it it's uh, it doesn't spoon feed you anything, which I think I like about art when it makes you work for it, and this definitely mm. makes you work for it. Um, uh, I don't know um, the things that I would want. I think for something to really refre- reflect uh, Frito, you know, um, I don't know that that they'd be possible. I'd want them to repaint the whole building. I'd want everything yeah. in there to reflect yeah. her in some way, shape, or form. I'd want uh, you know uh, the impossible. There were some. There were some really beautiful moments though. There was there was this one moment that was like sweeping your eye from because it's all over there. Every single wall has the art happening and some of it is happening Dang. to make your eye move in a sweeping way across uh, the screens. And there was this sort of, um, I wrote about it um, when I was taking notes, this uh, light show that's also happening on the floor and on the ceiling sort of around you. And it draws your eyes sort of along the floor from one image to the next walls image to the next. And it's sort of like, you know, melts into these different, things and so that's really cool um i'd like to i'd like to see more of that i think you know using these sort of lights to sort of trick the eye to move around the space to make you go from one place to another um and more benches because that lady here we go put her on last continue you can put her on last right here right now if you want you know i'm saving this i'm saving excuse me Ay, but you know, I, I wasn't gonna fight with a senora. I was just like, all right, I'm sorry, Ay, Frida. No. Yeah, Frida wouldn't want that. She wouldn't want that. No. <laughs> wow, Andrew, you're. I mean, you really did this so so well, and you're so eloquent with your oh. words. And oh, thank wow, you. You have some expertise. Okay, what are some of the other artists that you are a fan of, or that you admire mm. the artwork of? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be basic and say Van Gogh because, like, yeah. it's pretty. And um, I I saw um, there's this song by Don McLean, um, which I don't know that many of our audience members are gonna know who that artist is. He's an old white guy from like way before when I was listening to music. But I was listening to um this song um. It's called Vincent, right? The song is called Vincent. And it's about uh, Van Gogh and this really like uh, sort of like emo song about how like nobody understood him during his time. And I went to see, you know, I was a basic teenager. I thought Starry Night was the coolest thing when I discovered it. And so <laughs> when it was at the MoMA, I went to go see this painting in person. I think I was in college and I was taking an, an art class and I went to go see the painting. And it's so much smaller than you think it is. And the paint comes off of the the canvas in this like thick globs of paint that I wasn't expecting because I've I'd only ever seen it two D and you know on mm. flat surfaces and in person it's a three D image the paint comes off the canvas almost and there are even spaces on the canvas where there's like no paint or whatever you see straight through uh, and it almost looks unfinished but it's so purposeful that it can't be um, and I'm listening to this this song I thought I was having a real like artistic experience I was listening in my headphones to the Don McLean song Vincent which is a really sad song and I was like I'm gonna let this art affect me I'm gonna really go and like let it wash over me 
And then this little fucking kid was running around and he was trying to touch the uh, painting no. with his fingers. No. And the security guard came and he made a whole thing about it. And the kid ruined my moment, yo. He messed oh, up my whole man. joint. Rug and uh you know, whatever. Um I like uh <laughs> I like Keith Haring, I like Andy Warhol, I like uh, a lot of uh, pop art. I like, uh, you know, uh, Cause is one of my favorite artists mm. uh, at the moment. He does a lot of cool, um, you know, uh, pop art and um, you a, contemporary stuff. Are you a Banksy fan? I like Banksy. When I Banksy think... pops up with stuff, are you like, yeah. oh, shit, I gotta go see this? No, I don't. Someone. Before, before somebody someone steals it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Banksy. I like some of the political stuff he sort of says without really saying it. Um, I love when he did that installation in like the Bronx or whatever, where he like, I don't know if it was, the, I think it was the Bronx, but it was like, he went to like, you know, like a really like rough part of the Bronx and he put this piece of art and like the dudes on the block were like, no, you can't see this art unless you pay us, boy. Like people oh, were trying yeah. to come from yeah. like Williamsburg or whatever to come see it. Oh, and they were like, nah, son, God. it's not going down. $20 was good. Yo. Um, and I thought Look, that was so fire. Those are the same people that were charging to go up the Joker stairs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, you can't go down these stairs without paying nah. a fee. It's like a toll. <laughs> You're not gentrifying the these stairs, baby. <laughs> That's the community right there. I love that. I love dudes from the hood who will come out and, and make a buck. <laughs> Yo, Andrew, I'm so happy. Wow. I'm really glad that you and Jimmy got to experience this. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. what Wifey, because Wifey is in the industry. And she is. A director, She's a TV right? writer. And oh, okay, yeah, she's but- a TV writer at the moment, but she's done some directing. And, yeah. Um, and she's a comedian as well. She does stand up. Um, and, um, uh, what, you wanted to hear what she thought of the yeah, project as well? I, I wish she was here with us, but uh, did you hear anything from her that like diff- differed from what you may have felt? Did she bring up anything no, from her POV? I think we, I think we have, we had similar, um, point of views. Um, I think, um, you know, it was just, a, it was a nice night out. Um, and, you know, we, we always love a good VIP art exhibit jump off um so we had a good time um yeah i think you know we we had similar sort of uh points of view about some of this stuff you know i think uh she thought a lot of it was striking and beautiful um i think um yeah you don't want to be like one mean, of those couples that fights over over how could you interpret that as as yeah. this really? how dare you, you? Why am I with you if that's how you interpret this painting? Like, are you kidding me right now? I have What's to reevaluate everything. This everything. is not phallic in nature. Are you mm. telling me that you would buy this and put this in like our baby's room if we were to have a baby? Like, are you for real? Date over. Yo, that's. Are you guys watching The Ultimatum on Netflix? No. But oh like, my God, that show is so is crazy. It, and I feel like that's one of the things that like the couples on the show would like break up over. Like, Mm-mm, I can't believe I, you like this art or whatever. That's the so stupid. The trailer for that show really does sell it well. I was tempted Yo. to start it the other day, but I haven't. But I will. <laughs> I, you know, funny. I I blame I blame Jimmy um, all the time for getting me into shows like that. Um, and she. <laughs> She uh, she pulled me into like The Bachelor, and I've been watching garbage TV ever since. Oh and it's my you know I, I'm gonna stop blaming her officially on this show. I like garbage TV now too. Good I just like it, confessing. and and you. it's fine. It's fine. I like really good stuff, but then I like garbage too. 
And and if it wasn't for me being like, hey, baby, you want to watch the ultimatum? She was like, nah, it's fine. No, but you want to watch it, right? Because I use her to watch garbage now. And she's like, don't, you could just say it. You could just fucking say that you want to watch this trash. And it's fine. I'd accept it. And I'm like, okay, put it on. It's right. <laughs> so great. Yeah, man, Bachelor man Nation up. over here. You and James. Watch the garbage. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been a fan of Bachelor for a while. It's good. Um, the last couple of seasons, I'm not, been, I haven't been a fan. But there was a point where I was really like, yeah, you know, yeah, talking about like, it on the show, and like Rachel be like, moving on. I'm <laughs> just no, no. I appreciate the obsession. I do. Uh, it's cool. Um, yo, Andrew. Amber, stand up for yourself. Amber, stand up for yourself. I'm so proud of you, Amber. <laughs> Fight for your rights. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this like women are from Mars, men are from Venus moment right now. It's mm-hmm. really cool. I love it's that. Good. Um I love that you guys watch The Bachelor. Uh okay. Listen, Andrew, what what Yo. you got going on, baby? Tell everybody. Like, is there anything you want to talk about right now? What you got going on? Jimmy, her world. You guys are busy out there. Yeah. Um God. You know what? I I went to um a get together. Uh, for a friend's party. You know Carlos Santos, right? He's probably been whoop, on the show. Whoop, yeah. yeah, he had a birthday recently, and I went to it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of like, hey, so what are you up to? There's all this pressure, I think, sometimes to sort of answer that stuff. And people have this idea. You know, I've, I've done a lot of commercials over the last, like, year and change. Yes. And that's been cool. And so I only ever post when I got something going on. So the image really is that, like, I got a lot of shit going on. And I did a commercial, like, two months ago. And that's just really been it. <laughs> um, and that's, I think, okay. I that mean, I've okay. done some voiceover work. And I've done some writing. And I'm going to do voiceover for an Audible podcast coming up uh, that Ooh. I just booked, like, yesterday. So there are a couple Ooh. things happening but like, that's a lot of pressure, and I forget. You know, I, I my mind goes blank when someone's like, "What have you been up to?" Um, I think we gotta normalize just being like, I don't know, chilling. Right. You know, yeah. when you be around industry people, it's just like if you don't have like your resume ready to go, it's tough. Because I, I I asked somebody, I I try my best not to do that, but I asked somebody accidentally. I was like, "Oh, so what have you been up to?" And immediately once I said, it, I was like, "Oh man, I didn't want to put you in that position because if you don't got anything going on, then you're gonna feel this pressure." And he was like, oh, you know, just auditioning and stuff. How about you? I see you're doing a lot of stuff. And I was like, ah, man, I did that to him. You know, because maybe he doesn't feel like he has a lot going on. And like the image that I put out in the world is that I got tons of shit going on. And that's not fair. Sometimes um, when you're not, when you're talking to people that are not in the industry and you kind of forget. So when they're like, yeah, what yeah. have you been up to? You're, and you say like, well, I've been, uh, you know, going to something, uh, have some writing things going on and this and that. And they're like, no, I just meant what have you been up to with your life? Like, like what? Regular, like, <laughs> so how was like, your weekend, bro? Yeah, like normal yeah, people just real. like, you could just, they actually just want to. <laughs> know what you've been up to in life and stuff (laughs) it's also a tough question to ask people these two these days too right because like we've all been through so through so much i think the last time i was on this show was at the beginning of the pandemic and i was like man i'm gonna stay home for the next two weeks i hope this shit is over by then and it's been two years now so Mm. you know everybody's had something going on so you got to be ready if you're gonna ask somebody what's up they may just be like, yo, shit is hard, man. I'm broke. My uncle lost his leg, you know, and then the guy and then the thing and then shit, you know, like people got stuff going on. Yeah. And so I think it's, um, you know, don't, don't, don't take asking that question lightly because people got stuff going on and you got to be ready for it. And so I try to always like make sure I'm intentional when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna ask this guy what's going on. 
and you might have some tough stuff. Do I have the time to sit here and listen to all of it? I don't. So I'll just say hi, bye, and then I'll just <laughs> run away. <laughs> oh, hey, good to see you. I got a, oh, I got a thing. Uh, yeah, you know, I bought some, some Frida socks the other day. But other than that, you know, he's been chilling, you know. Human interaction is weird, man, in person these days. I just don't know how to be anymore. And I feel it more and more every time I'm around people. I'm like, oh, what do I say to you? What do you want? Oh. No, coming out of the pandemic, I feel like I, I when when I started going eating in public again with people, I was like, why do I feel like I'm like being like not myself in this conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. And I'm like, wait, I'm talking, but I'm not. I feel like I'm forcing everything I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it took a, me a while a, to get comfortable in my own. It's a disconnect sometimes between like what's happening and what's going on in your mind. It's tough um, to always be like, oh, am I being safe? Am I being safe? I feel like yeah. I'm having unprotected sex with everybody all the time. And that's weird. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your POV. No, uh, Is that I... what you're cutting him off on? Okay, well, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I know there's time limits. The, the unprotected also... sex line. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the POV on that question. Just know that I asked that question on the podcast. Is this is the forum where my friends could promote their projects? No, of course, I right? I appreciate it. I hope it didn't yeah. come off that I was like being like that way about it. Just made it just triggered this this idea that I've been thinking about. Just like being, um, you know, in, in my daily in person yeah. interactions, just being careful of people because we all just need uh, to be kind to one another in a way yes. that like the industry doesn't really always allow for it's always like business 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 um and i wasn't saying that you're you're doing that but it triggered that thought in my in my mind but i am uh writing i am doing comedy and i yes. am uh, planning a show for the summer with my comedy team we we've done a lot of like weird experimental stuff we did like a show for the for uh, for halloween this past halloween uh in the dark outside in the woods and we basically just invited people to come to see our show in the dark and we we basically gave them like the longitude and latitude of where we were in the park and they had to sort of find us and then we gave them all headlamps to wear 50 people came and they all had lights on their foreheads and they were the light for our show and so we did a bunch of comedy sketches in the dark and that's how they saw us and so we're trying to do like funky weird experimental stuff so our Talk next show we've immersive. got planned. that's an immersive know, exhibit yeah, right there <laughs> what? we only did one and people were talking about it and we were like man we should have did like a week of it um but next year we'll probably <laughs> do it again the show we're planning right now is going to be we're partnering with an amateur wrestling f- organization in like wwe style wrestling they do that at like this like rec center here in LA. And so we're partnering with them to do sort of like a a wrestling comedy opera almost where like the wrestling is going to be Ooh. pretty real and the comedy sketches that we put together are going to be like absurd and it's going to be like this weird mishmash of comedy and wrestling and drama, <clears throat> like Shakespearean fucking crazy comedy stuff. So there's weird stuff down the pipeline. I think the weirder, the better. The weirder, the better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Love that it. That sounds fun. Well, congrats, Andrew. We miss you. We love you. you. We support you. Keep doing your thing. Uh, we, we love seeing you in commercials. They're so good. Call me too. more. Call They're me so more. Good. I'll be on the show more. Let's go. So come through. What? You need an invitation? What? You from Brooklyn. You need an invitation? You got the Zoom link. Just show up. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> just show up right. in the middle of a show. And, uh... That's it. I'm going to just do that. You're going to have a real serious like politician on, and I'm going to be like, ah, fails and fails and fails. What's up? <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, I thought this was a different kind of show. You're Sorry. scaring Biden, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Biden. Wow, I love it. Tell everybody where they can follow you and, and oh, whatever yeah. else you want to share with the people. Yes, uh, uh, www.andrewsantiago.com. All my links are there. You can follow me at andrewsantiago1 on all the socials. Right. Um, and then I'm on TikTok. I just got my 100th follower, Woo! which, you know, which was my uh, college <laughs> mentor. You know, she uh, follows me now. Shout out to Takesha Morgan. Holla. Um, she's my 100th follower. So it's are you going to send her a toaster or like a shopping spree or how does that it, work? <laughs> it's not going well, but I'll make my TikToks <laughs> for the summer. I had this thing in March. I was like, yo, I'm going to make a TikTok every day. I've made two so far. So, you know. Uh. Hey, that's two more than me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're killing it. Rachel's still okay. trying to figure out Snapchat. So. I yeah, um, I just updated my app actually for Snapchat. Ooh. I'm like, where is everybody? Where everybody go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Eventually. only like ten year olds now on Snapchat. So I don't know if you want to go that route. If that's if you want a younger audience, okay. No, no, but anyway, we'll have you on soon. We really want to continue I the conversation. That. We love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuídate. I love you guys we too. Love you, Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, he did get Brooklyn. You know, you said it, Jamie. He got Brooklyn with the lady on the bench, but that's Brooklyn for you. You could take the kid out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out the kid. You know what I mean? The lady, <laughs> the lady seemed like she was a little Brooklyn too. Like, mira, yeah, this word. is my bench. Go find your, go find your own bench. <laughs> that's very Brooklyn as well. So I think there was like a, a battle. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a lot of East Coast people that moved to LA. So maybe, that's maybe true, she know. was from New York. Maybe, you know. You never She's a know. transplant. Well, I think that that was a really, really interesting take on the exhibit. And what I implore our listeners to do is to go check out the episode with Vincente Fusco, who is the associate producer behind this immersive exhibit, also behind the Van Gogh immersive exhibit. It's kind of a nice thing to hear, you know, the consumer's standpoint being Andrew's and then from the creator's standpoint. Uh, and then I hear it's coming to New York. So hopefully we could check it out, too, and then give our POVs. Uh, yeah, our POVs. That was nice. Everything yeah. looked so colorful. The colors, the lights. <laughs> yeah. You know, I definitely <laughs> like all the colors they used. I really like the carpet <laughs> in the gift shop. I thought that was nice. It was like a purple, a uh, little moldy, yeah. but it was cute. It's um, like, I really love my Frida Kahlo basketball jersey that I bought in the gift shop. I can't. Although I don't know what so she has to do with basketball, but... I love I, the merch regardless. I'm a merch whore. I love merch too, but socks? I don't know. So well, the socks. That's what Andrew was saying. That socks. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, people got to make some money, you know? It's true. Um, all right. Well, check out the Immersive Frida Kahlo exhibit. It's still out there. And uh, it's probably in your city. Check it out. Um, all right, Jamie, we've got some shout outs to make. You ready for some Kellokes? Okay. 
me start off with much love, like always, to our people at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Uh, this week, you get a preview. Why did I have an accent there? This week, you get a preview. <laughs> this week, get a preview of the newest rides making their way to the road on 2003 at the New York International Auto Show, which I always, I missed it last couple of years because we couldn't go to shit. Um, and now I want to go, I can't wait to go this year because I just kind of want to, I always go to the car show even though I don't have a car, but I just like to just go and um, and walk around and, you know, jump on the car hoods, pretend I'm like, you know, one of those cops from a 70s cop show and just jump on the hoods. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody says anything in the car show because everybody's just, those cars are just there for us. We're there, there. We can just walk in. We can just go in, sit in the car, and do whatever we want. Anyways, I mean, little kids, Rachel, you should bring your 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 kids to the car show because they let kids do anything to those cars. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, that's fun. Right. So, anyways, 2023 New York International Auto Show, Yellow.com will give you more information on that. So be sure to visit them, Yellow.com for all the details. Uh, my uh, socials, J Ferns, um, uh, Instagram, J underscore Ferns, Twitter. Uh, that is it for me, Rachel. Yo, uh, I got a few shout outs to give. I want to shout out everybody who participated and came through to the Latinos Aceptan Autism Fundraiser. And that was on Saturday, April 9th. We were all at the New York Poets Cafe. I was mm -hmm. excited to be up there hosting with Rick H from the Rick H Show. Also, there was comedy by Ivan Manito, Las Vic, Black Rose, and Glorelis Mora. And we did some fundraising for a good cause, autism. And and uh, just really proud to have participated in that event. I also want to shout out the Tuttle Twins. A couple new episodes are out there with my voice behind them. So check out the Tuttle Twins TV yeah. on YouTube. I'm having so much fun VOing that. Awesome. It's Those so... clips are hilarious. So... Thank you. I get to be so, like, my mom. <laughs> I'm just my mom. I challenge my mom. I challenge of challenge. I channel my mom in every recording. I'm like, how would she say this? Ah, yes, that's it. Um, it's such a mom role. It's so fun. Let's make the best of the rest of Let's this. Let's make the best of it. And also, uh, one more thing that we always like to like shout out our behind the scenes crew. So, oh yeah, gotta shout out Paco de Pablo, our producer supervisor. Mitzi Hernandez, our producer. We love Mitzi and Augusto Martinez, our audio engineer. Augusto, oh, 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 oh. Irreplaceable. <laughs> we, we tear apart your name. But it's all out of love. It's all out of love. So shout out. It's all from the corazón. All right, yo. Shout out to them. And I, I think we're good. I think we're good. I'm just going to ask the listeners to do one last thing. If you guys haven't done so already, please leave us a rating, a review. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about us, yo. When you're waiting in line trying to pick up your parcel from UPS or waiting, you know, in McDonald's, just be like, yo, anybody here listen to the Latinos Out Loud podcast? No? Yeah. Well, you should. Uh, hopefully you hear a yes, but just in case. Um, thank you so much, everybody out there listening. On that note, we out!